welcome everyone to DFS Tavern. And we are here for week two NFL first look lineups, mainly being done on DraftKings. As always, I am not alone. And obviously for those who do not know me, I am the DFS chef. And you can find me on Twitter at the DFS chef. But let's bring in the co-host, and that is my good friend, Sterling Brown. How are you doing today, Sterling? Hey, doing good, David. Uh, looking forward to getting back to it here for uh, week two. And um, we're, we got some money to win. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I, 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 you know, I think uh, there were a good amount of people that obviously had some really solid lineups in week one. Um, overall, for me, week one, I, I did have some really good plays, but then I also had some plays that uh, – you could say we're a little bit of a stretch, a little bit of a gamble on, uh, you know, that Steven Sims Jr. Uh, play that I had was a little bit of a gamble. I really thought that uh, Darius Slay would kind of take McLaurin out and he really didn't take McLaurin out. The only thing McLaurin didn't do was get in the end zone. And then obviously we also had a bunch of guys that came through as chalk plays that really didn't hit, but that was industry wide. And I don't, don't think that really affected a lot of lineups that much. Uh, overall, I think I kind of broke even on FanDuel, and I think I actually lost a few bucks on DraftKings. How'd you do this uh, week one of NFL? Uh, yeah, so the same thing happened. I uh, lost a couple bucks as well, but uh, I think you were right and wrong. And the only reason you were wrong was because Marlon Mack got injured. But um, Philip Rivers is a, a godsend for running backs that catch passes. Um, so I was uh, my learning lesson was that I played Austin Eckler because of his past performances. And I played Marlon Mack, who got injured. So unfortunately, and also due to that timeshare, um, I missed out on Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor doing well. And then, of course, I played Austin Eckler. Um, I did hit a little bit of the chalk. I was really big on Devontae Adams. It just seemed like a pretty um, easy play, especially with his pricing. And that's obviously one of the things that we kind of focus on is pricing disparity between the sites, uh, which, of course, led me to Jack Doyle. Um, I may go back to him. I don't think that uh, he really did too poorly. It was just a matter of even getting to the end zone. So, um, you know, there's some opportunity there. And the main thing is that we learn. Um, I did mention the Washington football defense. And in the after our video came out, uh, Boston Scott chalk hit because uh, Miles Sanders was ruled out. So in playing Boston Scott, I tried to avoid the conflict of having the defense and my running back at odds with each other. So unfortunately, I got off of a lot of my Washington football defense plays to play Boston Scott. And that might have been the chalk I think you were referring to the most that really busted for most everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we said, it's a learning experience. I think we did gain some knowledge uh, from these games that we saw yesterday, and we'll transition that into week two. And like I said, we're, we're going to each give uh, our first look lineups like we did last week. So you get two first look lineups, kind of two different approaches. We haven't talked about this before we've done this video. So we might be on a lot of the same plays again this week. So we'll we'll see where that goes. And with that being said, we'll kick things off and we'll let Sterling give us his first look lineup this week for DraftKings. All right, fantastic. So, um, one thing I want to do this week is the same as I always do in weeks prior is I want to save at defense. 
Um, it's important to save money so you can play, pay up where necessary. And I'm going right back to uh, my Miami Dolphins play. I did watch that game against the, um, the Patriots. And just because they kept the ball on the ground so frequently, it limited the amount of opportunities for sacks and turnovers. But what I noticed in them doing that, the Patriots keeping the ball on the ground, is they did not want the ball to go towards the two end cornerbacks, which would be Xavier Howard. And um, what's their new addition that they brought over from Dallas? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They brought over a star cornerback from Dallas, and he's actually really good. I'll find his name when David's doing his, and I'll, I'll clarify. But they have two good cornerbacks that funnel the ball, the football in the middle of the field. So when you have a quarterback in Josh Allen, he is prone to turnovers, uh, inaccuracy. There's a more opportunity to capitalize on these mistakes. And I don't know if home field advantage comes into play without the lack of fans, but at least the Dolphins don't have to travel for this game. So we have the Bills traveling to Miami, and at $2,100, they're only a $100 uh, premium over the bare minimum. So um, we're also going to go to wide receiver. Uh, this wide receiver is playing through an injury, and um, I don't think it's affecting him too much because he was heavily targeted in uh, week one. And here we find Mike Williams. Um, he got some of those targets that I was expecting to go to Austin Eckler last week, and at $4,200, uh, there's no injury designation right now. I see there's an update. I'll, I'm sure I'll read it later. But um, I need that salary relief at $4,200 to target the players that I want to target. So we have a game script that's positive for a wide receiver. Uh, Mike Williams looks like he's getting the same level of targets as um, Keenan Allen. So let's go ahead and take advantage of that. If we think that the um, Chargers are going to be playing from behind, then – we think that the Chiefs will be playing with the lead. And when you play with the lead, you tend to run the ball a little bit more. And uh, the Chiefs really leaned on the running game in uh, Edwards-Hilaire with uh, 25 rushing attempts. So uh, there's no reason why that should stop. So um, I think that that's a good uh, mini stack in this situation where you can have the running back on the team that's supposed to be ahead and the wide receiver trying to uh, play from behind. Um, at tight end, I was tempted to go right back to Jack Doyle, and I may have some exposure to him, but if I'm going to um, really take advantage of some lower ownership plays here, I think that Chris Herndon on the Jets is uh, worth considering. He got a few more targets than Jack Doyle did in week one, and uh, they're also going to be playing from behind. My concern is that the, you know, the Niners do tend to slow the game down a little bit with their running uh, mindset, but uh, those runs should be successful. So they'll probably be in the end zone before too long, and then the Jets will have to make their way back downfield. And just like Jamison Crowder had a big play and kind of made up for things um, in a lot of my lineups where I was able to get to him, uh, I think Chris Herndon has that same upside. Uh, Rashard Perryman is not um, – that highly skilled in my opinion. So I think that if uh, he's going to be the number one wide receiver, it's going to be relatively easy for him to be taken out. And then Sam Darnold's going to have to check down to some of his safety options, which should be Herndon and uh, Jamison Crowder. But a Herndon at 3,400 3, is a pretty uh, good price point there for me. Um, as we go to running back, I don't know if the Colts are going to go more Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines. But they're priced very similarly, 5300 and 5700 um, I know Hines is the pass catching back. Um, so it's a coin flip. You can go with either one, in my opinion, if I'll be honest. Um, I think Taylor, the more recent um, investment for the team, might be the, the way to go. Uh, Minnesota is not very good. So now you have this game script of whether they're behind or ahead. He should be the guy who gets more carries versus uh, pass attempts. But even if they fall behind, he's not going to really come off the field. And if they realize he's the future, um, they might go ahead and just go ahead and give him those lead share uh, responsibilities. 
Um, and going back to wide receiver, we have some nice uh, opportunity here with um, Amari Cooper. He was highly targeted in that uh, Rams game, despite a terrible matchup against Jalen Ramsey. So we know Mike McCarthy likes to air it out a little bit more. So um, he, they got a few passes to Ezekiel Elliott, but um, <laughs> over 10 targets uh, for Amari Cooper, 10 receptions. Um, he's a guy that I really like. Uh, they haven't gotten everything up here. Yeah, 10 passes, 14 targets. So um, that's pretty impressive there. A lot of uh, activity. Um, I want to – let's go and get our quarterback locked in here. Uh, we got a lot of uh, uh, rushing attempts for Kyler Murray, and he's down here at $6,100. I think that the pressure that um, uh, Washington was able to put on to Wentz, I think that could encourage Murray to run around a little bit more. And Washington's secondary is not very good. So we have a really unique opportunity here with Fitzgerald, Kirk, and, of course, Hopkins running around in the secondary, the running backs. I mean, this is a scary attack for now Washington has to travel out to Arizona. I think that uh, Kyler Murray is significantly mispriced, and that was one thing that came up over here um, on the pricing sheet as we sort here to see one of the better values at quarterback on DraftKings is Kyler Murray. Um, almost 100 yards rushing, and um, if it wasn't for him taking a knee towards the end of the game, uh, he might have gotten you that 100-yard bonus. So um, there's some good opportunity there. We um, are at wide receiver. There was someone else I liked here, but like I said, like we talked about, we didn't really um, go through this all the way. Wolf Fuller has a difficult matchup against Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and pay top dollar and get uh, Devontae Adams again, go right back to the well there. I think that there's uh, a lot of um, pass attempts funneled his way. He gets a high percentage of the attempts for the team. And I'm just looking for the, the last piece to uh, fill this spot. Um, here's a nice compliment. Uh, most start running it back on my uh, Jets play. So I have two mini uh, stacks here. I don't have a stack with Kyler Murray. I wasn't really fond of um, Chase Edmonds usage with uh, Kenyon Drake. So I'll have to drill down to that a little bit more and figure out if there's any um, risk. But we leave $300 on the table. We got some nice exposure to um, a couple different games and some very nice compliments uh, to one another. So uh, I'm pretty happy with this first look lineup and um, I'll kick it over to David so that way he can start uh, building his. I think uh, we're going to be once again kind of uh, having a few of the uh, same plays here again this week. Where I'm at, I, I, I do like uh, Kyler Murray and uh, he was really close to going in my first look lineup, but uh, I was not impressed with uh, Detroit last last week. I mean, Trubisky did come through, but it obviously took three and a half quarters for him to come through and hit value. But I did make that call, and uh, Anzo, you know, gave us that uh, almost throw up in your mouth uh, retort when I mentioned Trubisky a few times. But uh, I'm going to go to a much better quarterback in my first look lineup than Mitchell Trubisky. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers as my first look lineup quarterback this week. Uh, he looked really impressive yesterday against Minnesota, and uh, I'm going to say that uh, Detroit secondary is in just the, the same amount of shambles that uh, Minnesota's secondary is in. So I see uh, Aaron Rodgers having another solid week here in week two. So I'm going Aaron Rodgers for my running backs. Um, I do like that uh, Washington and Arizona game. I was very impressed with Washington's defense yesterday, but I do feel that, uh, that Boston Scott is a significant, significant downgrade from Kenyon Drake. I still want to see more from Washington's defense. And I think that Kenyon Drake is someone that is going to give Washington that challenge this week where 
he has the running running ability, but he also has great pass catching ability as well. So I'm going to take Kenyon Drake, I think at 5,900, I think he's a little underpriced. And as a matter of fact, his price dropped uh, this week from last week. And, and I, I like that price savings. So I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake. My other first look running back I'm going with, and this might be uh, a, a one of those picks that could bite me this week, but it, it did show that uh, as of right now, it looks like Ronald Jones has the number one spot in Tampa Bay locked up, but Obviously, Fournette might take away carries each and every week, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust Ronald Jones here in week two going against Carolina, who gave up three rushing touchdowns yesterday to Josh Jacobs. So I'm hoping that Ronald Jones at only $5,200 can, uh, you know, hopefully get in the end zone once and maybe give us about uh, 70 yards rushing, 80 yards rushing, and he gives us that 3x value at 5200 um, You know I love to stack my quarterback with my wide receiver. So why don't I stack one of the best wide receivers in the game? And I had him a lot in my lineups in week one, and I'm going to go right back to him again week two, and that's Devontae Adams to stack with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. For my other wide receiver, I was very impressed last night with uh, the Rams, and uh, they actually – I feel have a better matchup this week than they did in week one against Dallas. And I'm going to go with the possession receiver in Robert Woods as one of my first look lineup wide receivers here against the Eagles. And I'm also with you for my other wide receiver. Um, I liked him a lot uh, when I made, when I made my lineups to start with, but then I took him out of a lot of my lineups just because of that questionable tag he had yesterday. And even though he played yesterday, I was still a little worried on what we were going to see with him, but he seemed okay. So I'm going to ride Mike Williams as well here as my final wide receiver in my first look lineup. I think $4,200 is just a little too cheap. I wasn't all that impressed with the Chargers offense yesterday, but hopefully after a week and a little bit more practice, they, they kind of solidify things here coming into week two against Kansas City. Um, for my tight end position, I'm going to go with the guy that, uh, you know, actually I didn't play at all yesterday, but I was impressed with uh, with what I saw from stats and from also some of the uh, highlights that I saw from yesterday's game. And I also was seeing that uh, Logan Thomas, actually when he was on the field, uh, ran quite a few routes. and. I'm going to still ride that train of tight ends versus Arizona. So at $3,600, I feel safe with Logan Thomas, and that gives me that run back with uh, Kenyon Drake as my running back. So I have a little little stack there between those between each side of the ball in that game. And uh, for my flex position in my first look lineup, I'm going to also have a little run back in that Chargers-Kansas City game, and I'm going to go also with Edwards-Hilaire. Um, you know, I, I it was a big question mark for me with Edwards Hilaire before the season started. I, I was questioning how good a rookie is going to just step right in. But when you have the amount of weapons that Kansas City has on offense and you have to worry about so many guys on offense, I guess that really helps open up things uh, all over the field. And you can't you can't uh, stop everyone. And Edwards Hilaire looked phenomenal in week one. And uh, I do think that uh, against the Chargers, 
who are, uh, are not the best at stopping the run, but Edwards Hilaire also showed that he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think it's just too many weapons to be able to try and stop once again. And that's going to be the case for almost any defense that faces the, Chief, the Chiefs this year. So I'm going to ride Edward Hilaire in my first look lineup. My first look lineup defense, I'm going to go and I'm going to put in the uh, New York Jets, who, who I had as my first look lineup defense last week. And uh, their bare minimum, $2,000. Uh, San Francisco didn't look all that impressive to me, and they were at home yesterday. And now they get to fly all the way to the East Coast. And usually West Coast teams that fly to the East Coast, especially for a morning game, tend to struggle. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Jets as my first look lineup defense, leaves $300 on the, on the table. And, uh, you know, they, even though they lost against the Bills yesterday, they still put up uh, seven fantasy points. So at, and, and then they, they, they've, they've also dropped $100 from week one. So I'm hoping that they can put up another, you know, hopefully seven points and that, that'll do me just fine. So there it is. Both first look lineup, uh, you know, lineups as of right now. And what do you think of uh, the first look lineup that, that I've come up with, Sterling? Um, there's some pieces that I like, and my biggest issue is the Jets' defense. I really think that they um, – I, I just really think from a talent standpoint, the Dolphins' defense is more talented. And you're right, though, about the West Coast team going east. It's just a matter of does the, do the Jets have the personnel and the coaching staff to take advantage and uh, that's that's my biggest concern. The rest of your lineup I do like. Uh, biggest question mark for me would be from a personnel outside of the team defense that I just brought up would be Ronald Jones. Um, I drafted Leonard Fournette in a season-long uh, league. It was in the same league where I drafted Miles Sanders. So I benched Miles Sanders and played Leonard Fournette. And I would I was equally as upset <laughs> watching that game and seeing him not get many carries. And uh, it. I don't know why that would be the case, um, especially with the things Bruce Arians was saying leading up to the game. So if I can't trust the coach when he's talking about the the roster and personnel decisions that will be made in the game, it just it makes me very uh, uncomfortable. But with that being said, if he does get the work, you're right, he's in a prime spot. So um, you're you're looking at a position where you're leveraging the field, and I think that's uh, very important to do, especially if we're going to play um, the tournament style that we tend to play. Yeah, I, I, you know. It- it's obviously a, a a chance that you're taking there because Leonard Fournette could could easily step in and uh, take more of the carries this week. That's that's the chance that you take in, in some of these uh, offenses where it's running back by committee. You know, it's if Fournette, you know, Fournette could have uh, the better showing this coming week and all of a sudden Ronald Jones barely sees the field. It, that that's a chance that you take. Like I said, when you're dealing with this, um, I was looking at Jonathan Taylor and it's, you know, Minnesota is not the best defense in the world, but they're definitely a lot more susceptible to the pass. I still might switch it because Jonathan Taylor did at least come up with uh, several, uh, you know, receptions out of the backfield yesterday. I, I do think that Minnesota is still solid enough at stopping the run that uh, Jonathan Taylor might have some issues uh, running the football against Minnesota, but I definitely will probably have some exposure to Jonathan Taylor in, in other lineups that I make. Um, you know, like I said, I was kind of flip-flopping between Murray and Rogers in my first look lineup. And I, I, I really do like Kyler Murray this week, even, even though Washington's defense looked really, really good. We're talking Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Carson Wentz don't run the ball. 
Kyler Murray, I mean, he looks, Kyler Murray reminds me of, uh, I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to say Vic. I'm not going to say Michael Vick. He reminds me of Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson first came into the league. Russell Wilson showed a lot of that elusiveness, and he still does from time to time, but not like he did like his rookie season or, you know, his first or second season. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray resemble each other very much. You know, both guys not really that tall. Um, and I think I think because of that elusiveness, Washington's defense might have some issues uh, containing uh, Kyler Murray this week where, where Carson Wentz is kind of, you know, he sits in the pocket and he, <laughs> pocket crumbles and down he goes. Um, so I really do like Kyler Murray as well. Um, and I, I probably will have plenty of lineups with Kyler Murray where I stack Kyler Murray with with the Hopkins because I was I was really impressed with Hopkins yesterday. Um, and we don't have him in our first look lineups, uh, but, but I'm sure you're going to probably look at uh, trying to do uh, – some of that as well, because I know, obviously, you and I play a lot of lineups, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, stacking uh, DeAndre Hopkins is definitely going to happen, and however many lineups it does uh, is yet to be determined, but uh, it will happen. I think uh, if we identify our three favorite plays of overlap here, in my yep. opinion, it would have to be Edward Solaire, Devontae Adams, and Mike Williams. Does that seem top three favorite? Yeah, Can definitely. I mean, they're, they're, they're all three of those guys. They're in both of our first look lineups right now. So I definitely think those are our favorite uh, three plays uh, on the board as of right now. And obviously, as more news comes in, you know, again, this is the first look lineup. You know, we might get value that opens up with injuries. We saw quite a few injuries yesterday, and we still might get other injuries that pop up that we uh, haven't, that we don't know of yet, you know. So we always say take these first look lineups with a grain of salt because chances are they will change. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, kind of takes it uh, to the end of the video here. You know, I, I think we've kind of covered both of these first look lineups and, you know, I think we can uh, let everyone know where they can find you. Yep, absolutely. So uh, you can find me on my personal Twitter, s.brown24. That's at s.brown24 on Twitter. And uh, on Facebook, uh, we post some of our information on the Essential Sports Talk Facebook page. So you just search those three words, Essential Sports Talk, and uh, we'll have some content over there, uh, generic content, and then also for specifically for uh, DFS, we'll even post this video there, of course, too. Once again, I think everyone knows where you can find me. I'm on Twitter, the DFS Chef, but also you can always go to the link, which will be down on the bottom to the DFS Tavern website. There should also be the link to our contest, or you can just go to our website and you can go to the tab NFL and you'll see week two NFL contest. Um, and I suggest taking advantage of that. Uh, we do things a little bit differently in our contest because we go Sunday through Monday night games. So you got a little extra sweat going with the Monday games, but uh, you know, Click that link, get into the contest, and you also, each and every week, whoever wins gets qualified to the Tournament of Champions at the end of the regular season, where we always add a little extra prize to our Tournament of Champions contest. We will be back later in the week to do our final look video, where we'll also give you FanDuel and Yahoo plays. So until then, we wish you the best of luck, and may all your screens be green. Take care.